We're here at the Career Pro Inc. podcast with Jeff Davidson. We're going to talk about blasting through barriers to achieve your goals. Is that the title today? Absolutely. Blasting through barriers to achieve your goals. In pursuit of anything worthwhile or challenging, you might experience self-doubt, changing circumstances, maybe a lack of resources. There might be things that get in your way, but here's how you can stay focused, assemble the right resources, and proceed to the finish line. Essentially, it's overcoming three standard kinds of barriers, all right? Mental barriers, logistical barriers, and monetary barriers. Let's tackle mental barriers first. No matter what you're trying to achieve, if it represents something that's first time for you or a leap or whatever, it's entirely possible that you may feel someplace along the trail as if you just don't have what it takes, that you don't have the resources, that people aren't supporting you, that the timing isn't right. I mean, you can go on and on like this with a hundred different rationales for why you can't continue on. This is where it makes sense to create affirmations, to literally record your voice and say, I choose to reach this goal easily. I choose to assemble the resources I need. You can record yourself. You can space out the various affirmations so that after you record one, you then have a moment of silence so that you can repeat the affirmation in your mind before the next affirmation that you've recorded plays, followed by another moment of silence so you can repeat it in your mind. And therefore, you will have a powerful experience of affirmations. You can do the same thing using meditation. <clears throat> you can meditate, and during your meditation, while pure meditation uh, essentially holds that you try to focus on nothing to clear your mind, nowhere is it written that you can't meditate with the focus on your goal in mind. Hmm. Close your eyes, sit quietly, and focus. Now, some people will call that visualization. That's fine. doesn't matter what you call it. The point is you're devoting mental energy towards what you want to achieve. And even in the face of barriers, you'll be able to leap them because you got quiet, you got focused. Then when you turn back to the fray, you get back to your desk or out in the field, wherever it happens to be, you've got that little extra push because you focused. Now, another way to overcome mental barriers is to seek out motivational programs, podcasts, CDs, uh, books, videos. There are plenty of them out there. Inspirational messages. It could be religious-based. It could be just based on um, groups that you know who are in business to help you succeed. There are entrepreneurial groups. There are magazines such as Success. Uh, Inc. Magazine and so forth. If you're an entrepreneur, there are publications, there are resources for executives at every level. And 
if you can come across motivational or inspirational messages that resonate with you, that may be all you need to break through the mental barriers. You can also surround yourself with supporters and encouragers. These are people mm -hmm. who, whenever you meet them, have a kind word, have an uplifting word. Um, perhaps you already have some of these people in your life. Hopefully you do. And you'd be surprised at how much of a benefit you receive as a result of having encouragers in your life. Encouragers can help you along when everything looks bleak and you've decided you can't move forward. One encouraging word from the right person can help you to blast through mental barriers. All right, a couple more. Recall past successes and how you've gotten past things before that looked so big at the time. Put things into perspective. If this is a roadblock, I mean, how big is it compared to what? And then make fear your friend. If you're fearful of taking that next step, think about the uh, words of Dr. Susan Jeffers, who wrote Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways, who says, all right, experience the fear. And then once you've experienced it, there's a kind of freedom that takes place thereafter because, mm -hmm. yeah. okay, you acknowledged it. All right, I'm fearful. Fine. All right, now what? But if you don't acknowledge it and you let the fear just bounce around in your head, it tends to loom larger. All right. To focus in on the supporters and encouragers with, keener, uh, with a keener focus, who do you know and why? Who should you know and why? What care and maintenance do you pursue in terms of your encouragers and supporters? Do you email them? Do you send them items that will help them? Do you engage in conversation with them on a semi-regular basis? Do you attend the same functions and so forth? You want to keep your supporters and encouragers in your orbit. And that takes a little time and energy, but it's well worth it. Who can supporters and encouragers be? They can be mentors. They can be coaches. They can be people you don't know, but who are trailblazers that you read about and you read their words and you listen to their programs. So even though you never necessarily met the, met the trailblazer, he or she still has a profound influence on you. Supporters and encouragers can also come in the form of peers, people you work with, um, associates, affiliates, people who supply you, people who you supply, people who you see in the course of a day. Could be fans if you're you know, sure. somebody famous, could be well-wishers. You could create your own advisory board. Mm. Take people to dinner once a month and throw out the challenges and during the dinner they'll give you back great ideas and record it all and play it back in your office. I don't think people realize that's something you've done. Even as, quote, accomplished as you are, you've used board of advisors, advisors throughout. I've used board of advisors throughout my career and I got the idea from others who had used board of advisors. People say, well, who do I put on my board? Well, you know what? For starters, 
anybody in the working world will do because if somebody is simply a manager of others or if somebody is an entrepreneur or if somebody works for an association, they have experiences, observations, insights that can be rewarding for you. So even three, four people to start, friends who you've known for years who are in different industries, you get the cross fertilization of ideas. All right, so let's turn to the second major category of barriers on your way to achieving goals. The first was mental. The second is logistical. Logistical barriers are the kinds of things that unfortunately show up in each of our lives. You may need to reorganize your desk, a drawer, your office, your facilities, your inventory, your equipment, the layout of your plant. That's a logistical barrier. In other words, I mean, that's a logistical solution to a barrier. In other words, maybe the way you've had things configured doesn't support your higher productivity. And by literally rearranging things, you now have an opening. You now have the ability to get more done. You might simply be able to just refocus. Maybe you don't have to physically move things. Maybe you just need to refocus in your own head. Maybe, and hope, hopefully not, but maybe you need to relocate. Maybe your current office or your current plant, your current whatever, is in the wrong location. Okay, so other logistical barriers. Maybe you don't have the mobility that you need in order to accomplish what you seek to accomplish. Maybe you don't have the portability. In the days when everybody had a desktop computer and you couldn't travel with a laptop, that was a mobility issue today and it was a portability issue. Today that's not as much of an issue because technology is more and more powerful, lighter and lighter. But maybe there's something you need to acquire that will enhance your mobility, that will enhance your portability. Go ahead and do it. Whatever the monetary outlay is, is almost always offset in a number of months, certainly within a year, but sometimes within months and sometimes within weeks compared to the return that you experience as a result of this enhanced mobility or portability. Maybe you need to alter something, to modify something, to strengthen something, to bolster something. These are all logistical barriers. Maybe you need a sound barrier at work, literally a sound barrier, so that if you're in a cubicle and you can't focus or concentrate and the company won't buy a sound barrier for you, maybe they'll allow you to erect your own. Maybe you need earplugs. It could be as simple as that. The point is, logistical barriers, by comparison, say, to mental barriers, are almost always easier to overcome because it simply involves an outlay of money or a relocation or a reconfiguration or even a rethinking. But they don't tend to be the, the, the arduous mental barrier that looms over each of us too often. 
So don't be afraid of logistical barriers. Just take a look at your environment and matter-of-factly write down what you conclude needs to be done in order for you to move forward. Nine times out of ten, you've got the answer and you've got the capability to do this. All right, so now we come to the last of our three barriers on the path to goal achievement. There are mental barriers, there are logistical barriers. The last, as you might have guessed, and I've already announced, are monetary barriers. And this could be a big deal because, you know, money still doesn't grow on trees. How can you raise the funds you need in order to accomplish what you seek to accomplish? Well, obviously, there are loans that you might apply for, perhaps grants, perhaps stipends. These days, because of the internet, you can look for crowdfunding resources. You can make web appeals, although you have to be, be good at your write-up, but we have all seen people who've, in a paragraph or two, discuss with the world what they're trying to achieve, and because it was compelling, People actually sent them money. Strangers sent them money so that they could continue on in their quest. You also have the opportunity to perhaps sell assets. Maybe you're hanging on to equipment you don't need. Maybe you have other things of value that could generate money for you. Maybe you need to remortgage your home. I don't recommend that as a first step, but people have done it. And if your vision is sound, if your passion is high, if your goal is worthy, if your timeline is reasonable, maybe remortgaging your house is not such a risk. If you see a clear path to the finish line and the riches that will accrue, maybe that's just a, a, a nice calculated risk that's worth taking. So don't let monetary barriers be, you know, the denouement, the ending point on your path to high achievement. <clears throat> now, some other things you might do in terms of overcoming monetary barriers, maybe you can find partners, people who come in with you, people who put up a stake for a portion of your company or a portion of the venture, portion of the payoffs. Maybe you can use factoring which is not really for everybody, but you know there are companies out there that will give you money under certain deals. Um, if you have accounts receivable for $10,000 and it's not coming in at the speed that you need, there are companies that will give you $8,000 right now and acquire your $10,000 in accounts receivable. Sure. It's not for everybody, but depending on what you're doing, and then maybe you can offer shares, shares of stock, shares of your company, shares of whatever. The long and short is, if you get creative, monetary barriers don't need to be the end all. You can continue on. All right, so as we wind this down, when you succeed in overcoming one of these barriers, you raise the probability that you'll succeed in overcoming other barriers. In other words, you train your brain to say, hey, look, I overcame this one, I'll overcome that one. And as I say, 
The great news is everybody listening can put these insights and practices into play. There's nothing here that's beyond the reach of the typical listener.